evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. Show number 141. Show number one, Judah Ben-Hur, number 41. Anybody gets that joke, I'll give you $5. Show 141 here at Shea. Uh, my name is Jimmy Palumbo, coming to you live from downtown Mawa, New Jersey, in the pretty nice dining room studios. And, of course, behind the glass, once again, your friend and mine, media champ of the world from Chop Sports Studios from downtown Matawan. Thank From you. the Chop Sports Studios, your friend and mine, Mr. Dave Sturchio. Dave, how are we doing today? I was good, man. Had a nice little uh, Thanksgiving weekend. You know, uh, watched my Cowboys kick the shit out of the Commanders. And then yes, you did. Great weekend ahead of football. You know, it's funny. I, I thought for sure I was going into Sunday without a game and saying like, ah, stress-free Sunday. This is great. I I think I got angrier yesterday watching the Eagles game than I do when I watch the Cowboys games. Like, uh, I, I don't lose. It's not it's unbelievable. It's like, I know. I'm with you. I, you know, and we're gonna we'll, we'll definitely tap on that hmm. later on in our little segment. David, you are right about that. Eagles never lose. Unreal. Uh, just like the Braves never suck in baseball. <laughs> anyway, of course, um, we're gonna have Steve Roman on later on in our show with a moment with Steve. Um, every every week, I'm gonna change. What is it now? I called it Roman's Rundown. I think it's better. Okay. Well, I tell you, well, what, you do that, and I'm going to call it a moment with Steve. I'm sorry. You know what's so funny, Dave? I, I'm so wrong. I thought it was my show because when, when I realized the you show said the Jimmy Palumbo show, I thought, nope. oh, well, maybe maybe it means it's my show. But sorry, pal. It doesn't work that way. Cowboys are good. I lose my show. It's going to be the Dave Sturgeo show with Jimmy Palumbo and Steve Roman. Mm -hmm. And about a year from now, it'll be Dave Sturgeo show. With Steve Roman and Jimmy Palumbo stops in. Uh, anyway, of course, you know we do here the opening segment, or at least I do a little prep work. Dave just grabs a card off the desk and starts talking about it. I agree. Now, last week we had, listen, I got a bunch of texts on this one. Everybody thinks, I mean, if you think Dave and I discuss this opening segment, number one, Dave spends about 40 seconds on it, okay? He grabs a card and he grabs Carney Lansford, Probably thinking in his head, I don't know, Jimmy probably going to know this guy because back in my era mm -hmm. when I was watching, you know, baseball as a kid. And I just happened to grab off the top of this stack of cards over here. I look at it and my, he chose Carney Lansford and I chose Carney Lansford. We had uh, a friend of mine kind of got me Carney Lansford's number. I definitely got to call him up. See Wait a minute. Get Is that a thing? You have his number now? Uh, well, uh, my buddy James Cannon figured out a way. I don't know. I, I didn't call it because I was like, I don't know. Like, what am I going to say? Hey, Carney Lansford, it's Jimmy Palumbo. Listen, I do a show with Dave Sergio, and we both chose you. <laughs> I tagged I tagged him on uh on Instagram, so you know we've maybe maybe I mean listen uh you know uh, it's just it, really. it, was it Larry who said Larry Gura sent me the two dollar the card for the signature right? uh, whoever was that Larry Gura yeah I forget who the hell it was anyway of course we choose a card here now this is going I'm going against myself here this is like totally not anybody tuning in for the first time. This is not what we do uh, in terms of the card because this is a guy. It's supposed to be someone semi-shitty. It makes it funnier. Or mm -hmm. a guy that – what's unique about him? There's nothing unique about this guy. Probably <laughs> top 30 players of all time, maybe. I don't know. Are you arguing? Time? Of all time. Maybe top 50. I, I, don't, I don't. You know what? I should have said that. This guy's a badass. <laughs> and it's 1992 card, and it is Mr. George Brett. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just happens to be on top. Now, 
<laughs> I hated George Brett as a kid. Why? He was on the Royals. The Yankees played them in the series, uh, the ch- in the playoffs, 76, 77, 78, and 80. Beat him three times, lost in 1980. But this guy, you just forget, like, I know baseball stats change. But like, first of all, lifetime batting average, 305. Played mm. 21 years, 3,100 hits, 317 home runs. 10 over 10,000 at bats. <laughs> like this guy played, he didn't get hurt for four years. Like these oh, other a f- fun fact about George Brett is that I believe he was in the same Hall of Fame class as Nolan Ryan. Uh, not sure on that, but it was 1999, so it's possible. The only reason why I know that is because I went to Cooperstown in 1999 for Nolan Ryan's induction. Which and you was, were at there, I was at it. So, my best friend, John, that's great, passed away. His father huge nolan ryan guy so he i'm talking like almost obsessive and like um he had his cards and his starting lineups and all this he's like we got to go to cooperstown so he took me and and his son and uh yeah i believe george brett was also inducted oh that's great there you go a little connection there of course um the weird thing is uh, what i love about this is he played all 21 years with the royals so he's like mr royal he even tried to buy the royals a few times now patrick mahomes owns them (laughs) yeah now patrick yeah no one cares about george brett it's all about mahomes um but listen i just incredible i mean look uh, you know the the uh what in 1980 okay he batted 390 but he was over 400 on september 19th that's badass you know what i mean that's three what two and a half weeks away from the you know Joe D, uh, and he only, he only struck out 22 times. Now, 22 strikeouts in a season, that's Stanton in a big four-game series at Cleveland, okay? <laughs> You're not wrong. That's unbelievable on that. Even in his last year at 40 years old, he looked like an aging George Brett. He batted 266. Like, can you imagine if Stanton plays to his 40? He'll bat 08. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he was also a Yankee killer. Now, hmm. someone told me, that there's websites you can go in because everybody thinks they know who a Yankee killer is. You, you know that theory, like, oh, he's a Yankee killer. Then someone said there's a website that where you can actually see how much of a Yankee killer each guy was. I don't give a stat shit. Muse. This guy, hundred percent stat muse. You can yeah. do it. Like, you can narrow it down to like uh, George Brett against left-handed relief pitchers in the Bronx on a Thursday. Like. Okay. You, you, all I know is George Brett owned the Yankees. And I, I did a little in my research. Um, he, he had uh, in, in the playoffs, okay, he had 67 at-bats in the playoffs now, five-game series, okay? He was um, from 1976 to 1980, four playoff series in there. He was 24 for 67. So he batted 350 against the Yankees in the playoffs, which that's unbelievable. Not sure. And um, he uh, made the, you know, listen, his batting average in all of playoffs, and they won it in 85 with the Royals, was 337. So, like, nobody's saying, like, who's a clutch hitter? Uh, George Brett is. Right. <laughs> I'm sure, like, Jeter was really clutch. He probably batted 270 in the playoffs, right? Um, 1999 Hall of Fame with Nolan Ryan, and Dave Sturcher was there. <laughs> um, you know what the best thing about him, though? One of the best things about it, when you go on these websites, you go to the transaction pages. Some of the players I choose on this, the transaction page is like seven pages long. Traded by him, picked up here for his. His just says, drafted by the Kansas City Royals in 1971. Done. Like, how much, how cool is that? If you're a player, you're in the Hall of Fame. It's like, oh, my transactions, one. <laughs> one transaction. You don't see it. that a lot. You don't see that a lot anymore. But one right. that comes to mind is somebody you just mentioned is Derek Jeter. You're like, right. Jeter's Derek. only, I, I mm-hmm. Jeter might, I don't know, Mariano, Mariano Jeter. Yeah. Uh, pretty wild stuff there. Uh, you had three. Here's another. He's the youngest of 
four, all three brothers also played professional baseball. Ken Brett, his older brother, he was a pitcher, died of brain, a brain cancer at 55. He pitched in the major leagues for a while, pitched in a World Series game. And the other two uh, brothers played uh, a bunch of years in the minor leagues. So think about that. You have four kids. All four make a living at one point playing baseball. It's like That's the incredible. It's like the watch in football. Right. Uh, somebody uh, Also, his brother Ken was part of that, I don't know, well before your time. There was a, a, a period there where like four or five Royals died of brain cancer. Dick Hauser, former coach in the Yankees, I think Dan Quisenberry, Ken Brett, and a couple other guys. Pretty wild. Whenever you get those clusters, you got to go like, ah, drinking water. It's like that Colonia thing right. with the brain cancer. But in 1977, for Yankee fans, he's the one. He slid into uh, Greg Nettles at third of the playoff game. There was fisticuffs going on. Nettles totally kicked him. I don't care what anybody says. That they had a big brawl. I mean, Nettles the, was, the pine tar. Well, I mean, we didn't get there yet. Now, well, you got a whole um, autobiography on this guy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Now, of course, in 1980, with the World Series, the year they won the, uh, no, he was in the World Series. Mm. Uh, he missed like Game Three because of hemorrhoids. Literally got surgery on his asshole yeah, to fix down. the hemorrhoids, and then he got, then, he, then he came back. He was like four for five in the game. Can you oh, imagine yeah. that? Like, yeah, if he had the cornhole leveler, he'd be uh, fine. Well, listen, it's now going to be called the George Brett Cornhole Level which we'll get to in a minute. He's also, uh, also before I get to the what he's really famous for, he also was famous for uh, uh, kind of credited with the Mendoza line, saying that he was one of the early guys with. He had a, a teammate, Mario Mendoza, and, he, and if you bat under two hundred, they called the Mendoza line. Sadly, though, the Mendoza line to me is like, oh, it's called the make. About $17 million a year line now. Uh, anybody batting 180 can easily play in the major leagues this year. Stanton, Gallo, those kind of guys. Um, mm. I couldn't stand the bastard. But what he's also famous for, of course, in 1983, the Pine Tar game. Everybody, all the players used to glob on Pine Tar up and down the bat. But you couldn't put it past almost by the label on the Louisville Slugger label. And it had to be like about the size of the plate. That's the famous scene of the umpire dropping it on the plate. And supposedly either Greg Nettles or somebody noticed it in the second inning. Just old school baseball players, like, guys got too much pine tar. Because if it's at the end of the bat, it, it catches the – if you think about it, it, it really changes the way you hit the ball. Plus, yeah. when you hit the ball on a ground ball, you can have pine tar on it for a throw. There's all kinds of stupid, uh, you know, non-steroid baseball bullshit. <laughs> But, of course, off Gossage, he hit a three-run bomb <laughs> in the ninth inning. And then Billy Martin went out and had the umpires. And then uh, all mayhem broke loose. Uh, George Brett charged the field. And they went nuts. I'm sorry. wondering, has he ever run? All right, so here's riddle me this. Is his speed running around the bases as fast as he ran out of that dugout? Well, he looked like Mickey Rivers trying to get to the ump. I will tell you. Fucking nuts. <laughs> He supposedly, when they were discussing it at home plate, he told us the guy sitting next to him, if they if they overrule if they if I get ruled out, I'm, I'm charging, I'm going. And they were like, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, boom, he took off. <laughs> but whatever, what people don't remember is the Yankees ended up. The game got retroactive and back to that inning. I forget what they did, but they had to play that one inning before another game. And Billy Martin made a mockery of it. Like pitchers were playing short, and like they really just made a mockery of the whole thing. But so that's what he's also. It's a shame that people like. I guess one of the reasons why I don't mind doing his card is it's a shame if people like, oh, you know, uh, George Brett, the famous pine tar run on the field, but like, yeah. And 
One year, he only struck out 22 times this season. And he's in the Hall of Fame with 98.2% of the vote, which means I think there's only like four, Jeter, I think. There's like nobody or Mariano. I think. Rivera, yeah, Rivera. But like Ruth, Gehrig, DiMaggio, all far below. Well, if you remember, Jeter didn't get 100% because there was a Boston Red Sox writer who wouldn't do it. So right. like, why he can't have lost his credentials at the time. Right, probably but, did. So right. anyway, that's my guy, a young George Brett in his last year here at Shea. On the back of his card, nothing funny. I got all these stadium club cards, which I hate. Um, and he's from Rancho Mirage. That's where he lives. <laughs> and he's born in West Virginia. Ah, young George Brett, who got his asshole fixed uh, <laughs> during the World Series. Uh, and who do you have over there at Shea? Well, well. Let me tell you something. Uh, I'm a big uh, pro wrestling guy. So this is just nostalgic as far as just name. That's it. Name. Uh, okay. You probably don't have a clue as to who this guy is. He uh, he, played, he played catcher for the Angels for just two years uh, in 1989 and 1990. Uh, played in the minors for four years before that. Uh, your friend and mine with the return of one Randy Orton at WWE Survivor Series. I present to you his cousin. I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's his cousin, John Orton. I do not know who John Orton is. Wow. I, guess yeah, I don't he, remember. I just, you know what the best part about this card is? What a like, shitty card that is, dude. Right. <laughs> it's like the, the back sucks, too. It's just not. <laughs> what did he do? Did he look at what it's like? Nothing. But what I want to say is. <laughs> nothing. Like, That's a two cent card. On card day, right? Like, I, I'm sorry, on like photo day, it's like. um just imagine being the photographer like all right uh can i get one still shot of you in your batting pot this one's like can you just squat and smile off into the distance like you're just <laughs> i don't know man. it's just a weird dynamic anyway the guy uh you know had himself a illustrious uh 187 career batting average <laughs> okay so he'd be okay so he'd be making about nine million this year yeah, something like that. the cool thing about john orton besides nothing is that he uh he batted 429 in spring training in 89 so they were like Oh, 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 we got we would have been all how it, Reggie, Reggie behind the plate. Okay, baby. wait a minute. If 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 he if he got in the Yankees batted four at 489 in the preseason, you and I would be all over this. He's gonna start, he's the best player ever. Orton only had two errors in 78 games behind the plate, just two. So uh, decent glove. Uh batted three for three, including a three-run double in his second major league game ever. Orton caught uh, shutouts in his first two ML uh, Major League starts, which is kind of cool. That's very uh, cool. California's team ERA was 221 in his 13 starting assignments. So okay. 13, 13 games in two years. But this stud right here, uh, Mr. John Orton, is uh, is my guy. That's All right. So we have George Brett and John Orton here at Shea in our baseball card drama, which I love doing, which, of course, brings us to – I don't even know why we're doing this segment anymore – uh, it's called Patreon. <laughs> and, uh, if you go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com, Dorothy Stradler, big shout out, and also Dying Breed Garage, Will Pena, another shout out. He hated George Brett, too. Yeah, um, look at that. Look at the technology here, Shay. Uh, comes up, produce. <laughs> well, um, it's a, a shout out to Dorothy Stradler coming on here saying hello to us. Uh, yeah, Patreon. We're stuck at 36. <laughs> We're mired. We are, oh, you know what? Is my Patreon out for the season or is it like what is it? I heard, I heard, torn ACL? I heard, rumor, I heard rumors there's uh, contract disputes and I don't they Patreon doesn't know if it wants to re-up with Jimmy Pelosi. Okay, we don't really know. I we listen, there's gotta be someone out there who's willing to part with three dollars a month, mm. uh, which is crazy. I want to give a shout out. I thought I had a friend to do it. And she I wanna it's oh. tough. You gotta like you gotta like oh. you know. 
Stop. You gotta, I, maybe I'll go door to door like the, like the uh, that religious group does. Can you please um, do it? Like, can you, do, please? can you like can you create a Christmas carol and just start showing up to people's doors? La, 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 Patreon. Not, we, no. <laughs> we wish you a merry Patreon. We wish you a merry Patreon. It's only three dollars because I'm stuck at thirty six. It pays for beer league and Dave Sturgeo's career. We need more Patreon. Because Jimmy Palumbo sucks. All right. Well, listen, big shout out, though, on my Patreon to Joe Sinecore. I met Joe yesterday after church. And um, Joe actually might might become, uh, I know Robin Achani loves when I sing Christmas carols. More on that later. You'll see. I... um, uh, But Joe Sinecore is involved with this organization. It's actually a serious subject. He's involved with, like, the uh, kidney transplants where you... It's almost... I'm explaining this horribly, but in a humorous way on a serious subject, it's almost like fantasy kidney uh, trans. In other words, is say say you say your kid needs a kidney, but you don't match, but another kid needs a kidney that you match. So you give your kidney to some family in St. Louis, and the guy in St. Louis gives a kidney to your family. It's like this, and a, and a kidney to be named later, and a kidney to be named later. You know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> it's all, but it's really a wild organization. I mean. Uh-huh. Oh, here it is. Paired kidney exchange. Joe Sinecore hopping in. Joe, I love you. And uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have I'm actually gonna have Joe on next week or the week after and uh, talk about what his organization does. It's awesome. I mean, if you're screwed and you need a, a kidney, uh, he's yep. able to. You know, what if you you would do anything for your kid, right? What if you just didn't match and all of a sudden some jerk off in Iowa is like, hey, I got one. And next thing you know, you gotta make the trade. You know what I mean? Like dating for kidneys. Home. <laughs> Can you imagine being on an app right now and you're like you're on you're one of those swipers, you know, like uh, a, yeah. a thing. It's like I can't no, it looks like it's been through the ringer. Hey, uh, he fits it off, right? Oh, you know man. what? You know what would be great too? I'm sure Kyle will totally want to bet like on uh, Jimmy <laughs> Palumbo needs a kidney, but let's uh, hold on to the over and under on him getting one. But there's I, a- <laughs> listen, God, God oh my uncle Tom, you know, and I don't want to say my favorite uncle, but he was the, the greatest dude in the way. He's actually taking me to he's taking me to Cooperstown. As a kid, not Cooperstown, he took me to the Little League World Series. That was fun. Oh, wow. It was Frazier's year, so it was even like All more right. fun. So, um, but anyway, he needed a kidney before he uh, unfortunately passed. But he, uh, I wish this was around, or I knew about this because he put he put a decal on his car. Like that's how much it was like a struggle. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I know. If you're this type, man, give me a call. Like I need a fucking kidney. It's like it's it's insane. It's wild. So we're gonna have him on, but I just it's a shout also. To uh, Greg Alperin, one of the partners with Beer League TV. I haven't talked to you in a while, Greg. You got to give me a shout, bro. I love you. Also, my cousin John. I think you know my cousin John Henry. He uh, uh, he went to, you know, he's the same age as me. We're very close, and I, I haven't really given him a shout out in a while. He probably doesn't even listen to the show. But he's a Penn State guy, I got 10 a, and 2. He's miserable because they lost to Ohio State Michigan. I got a friend request over the weekend, Facebook. Now, I, I do want to preface this by saying, like, I don't add everybody on Facebook. Facebook, to me, is my intimate my kids are on there. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to add everybody. So yeah, like, that's smart. My, my apologies for not adding everybody. Um, but there was a, a gentleman by the name of Steve Venditti sent me a friend. Request. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I haven't seen yeah, that. Bob, I talk to Steve all the time. He he listens to the show like six months later with different things. He wrote like Connie Lansford. He was, he lost his mind on that one. Yeah. So and Steve's out. part of the show. Cause it's Venditti just drove off the road. That's how, you know, I'm talking about something that only three people in the world mm-hmm. are again. So anyway, that's it. Patreon. Now 
So I didn't accept it, by the way. <laughs> no, uh, of course you didn't. Of course, uh, you know, if you go to chasingmiracles.com, that's right. The stem cell patches getting involved here. All the shit your body needs off these patches. I'm wearing them right now. My mom wears them. Her friends wears them. This stuff is its energy, better sleep. It's non-evasive. You can pee in the cup. This stuff works. I will tell you a little testimony. So my mother takes these, uses these patches, and her knee feels better. But she went to when she went away for four days to Austin, Texas, for a wedding, Uh-oh. my nephew's wedding. She couldn't find it. She lost the patches, didn't bring them, whatever. She didn't wear them for four days. She said when she got home, her knees were killing her. Her back, her knees, everything, right? So she's telling me this. Oh, my God. She goes, Jimmy, I put the patches on a day and a half later. My mother was, you know, looked like George Brett in the Pine Tour game. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm I, like, this stuff works. You got to check it out. Go to ChasingMiracles.com. Get in touch with Donna and Tommy. I should probably give a phone number out, but maybe I shouldn't do that. I just, um, I, it, it's funny. <clears throat> the one video you sent me of your, your dad and your uncle, the baseball right. video from t- 35. I wish he was around simply for the, like, oh. the purpose of these reads. Like, oh yeah, forget about it. You put on back your ankle, you're good. I, <laughs> yeah, it's, fine. it's all good. You're good. A, uh, my father was around right now, me with this podcast. I'd have him on every week. He would be confused. Jimmy, what time are you going on? I gotta be ready for your podcast. And then he would he would like forget the oh, it would be great. I mean, not not, not uh, you know, he would just like he would have no idea what we're doing, and then he'd be at Food Town on Lemon Avenue running around going, God, I'm doing I'm doing radio with my son. He's, <laughs> my son's in the theater. He used to say that to me. My son's in the theater. Anyway, uh chasingmiracles.com. It's awesome. Check it out. A uh, big shout out to my mom as well. Hope she's feeling better with her knees. All right. Well, ah. Uh, Rutgers McScarlet McKnight's. Now, mm. I I have to I have to say a couple of things. I didn't tell this story last week. I can't believe I forgot it. My buddy Mark Margagliata, who's a fan, who's not on Patreon, by the way. That's a, that's shameful. Bastard. Um, he put my sink in. He worked for Ferguson. Um, giving him a little shout out there. Um, the here's what happened last week. I, mean, I, I don't think I told the story last week. If I did, then I'm I'm, I'm old. <laughs> We, I don't know if I'm going to make this as funny. I'm trying to put it, say this happened to you, Dave, and it was a cowboy game. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I always DVR the game I'm watching in case I got to go to the bathroom. You hit pause and you catch up, you know, you do that kind of thing. And so my buddy, uh, Mark, was coming over. I knew he was going to be about 15, 20 minutes late. It's all right. And I'm like, I'm like a, a master at getting the 30 second button in between plays. I'm good at all that, right? Catching up, doing the commercials, blah, blah, blah. So we were about 15 minutes behind. OBDO came over, we cracked open a beer, poured myself a Bloody Mary, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, the DVR like wasn't working. Now, I knew we only, I was like, in my head, I'm like, all right, so we missed 15 minutes of a Rutgers-Penn State game, no big deal. By the time I got it going, it went it went by accident to the actual live, like, fifth, like live, it was just live. And as Rutgers was setting up for an opening drive, 38-yard field goal to take the lead against Penn State, right? So he kicks it before he realized what was going on. He kicks it. And we're like, oh, we're high-fiving. We're high-fiving each other. Like, yeah, up 3 nothing against Penn State. Opening drive. Feeling good about ourselves. Not realizing that the Penn State guys were also clapping as they ran off the field. I didn't catch that. Okay. So all of a sudden, I was like, I got to fix this DVR thing. I go back. I reset it. I go back. Next thing you know, it's back to the very beginning of the telecast. And I'm like, hey, we'll, we'll catch up. We'll uh We'll see what happened, how they got, how they, how they drove for this field goal. Next thing you know, 
Rutgers is at the one yard line. First down at the one yard line. We were like, what? <laughs> All of a sudden, holding, personal foul, holding, bad Rutgers team, uh, offside. You know, that's kicking a 45 yard field goal. So we went from being happy that they were up three nothing to be like, shit, should have been seven nothing. So I don't know if anybody can relate to that. It was just, even, even when I watch a Rutgers game on DVR, I get aggravated by technology. Uh, me off. I don't watch. <laughs> First of all, you're like, oh, in case I got to go to the bathroom. No, I don't. I hold it. <laughs> until there's well, a you got, then, well, you, got, you also probably don't have the, but the technology, uh, you'll, you'll see. First of all, this is going to lead to, I got to go to my kid's game. No. game Ru- Cowboy games at one o'clock. I'll be home by one oh eight. I can miss the first eight minutes and catch mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I'll be over and under. Kyle, everybody's taking bets on that one. That's fine. Take the bets. Anyway, yeah, you'll see. Yeah. Daddy, 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 can bring flowers to the dance competition from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Can't leave till everyone gets their awards here at Shea. Anyway, hey, what you go on. Oh, it looks listen. like he's listed as 82nd. So. <laughs> you'll be on your, you'll have all the on your phone. You'll be oh. wired up. You'll be clapping for your daughter and you'll be listening to the game. It's I'm going to have to ask you some uh, real life advice before this end of the show. And I'll just remind you. Okay. Me. Okay. You won't, but I'll remember. All right. Uh, no, of course I will. Um, <laughs> But uh, so shout out to my buddy Mark Margagalata for laughing with me on a DVR. Now, the Maryland game, I had a good time. I went down with my daughter. We stopped by my mom's house. We started pulling down some Christmas shit, and she was busting my balls. She wanted me to stay like two hours. I'm like, Mom, on the way to the game. Like, the game should lose 15 <laughs> minutes. So Natalie got to hang out with her grandmother for a little bit, which is special to me. She doesn't, they don't see each other as much as uh, I wish they we should. Um, so we're hanging out with my mom there and uh, headed over the game. And my daughter's really into like she has the Rutgers thing on. She follows them on follows them on Instagram. She knows who Kyle Manunga is, and uh, she's going back and forth. So we went there. It was a little chilly. It was cold. It got a little definitely cold at the game. And I tell you, I'm going to ask you this as a football fan. I'm trying to, as a Cowboy fan, I don't even know if you can relate to this. I'm hard on our quarterback. Okay. All right. But, but it's not, and I got, I got, I've been banned from one site, the the Rutgers Roundtable on Facebook. You, I'm going to tell you why. I don't know if I got anyway. Hey, Rutgers Roundtable. He's royalty in Rutgers. Let him get enough of this shit. Okay. Hang on a second. When you have a when you have a starting quarterback and at any level, right? NFL, arena league, doesn't matter. Sure, sure. You have a backup. And you know, it depends. Sometimes you get a wily old veteran, the guy's been in the league 13 years, played for nine coaches. He's a guy who can come in there if somebody gets hurt, or also a backup, I believe, job is to also run the scout team, all these different things. But mm-hmm. also when you're absolutely doing nothing for two and a half hours on offense. And you are struggling, and your quarterback is throwing eight feet over tight end's head, throwing balls to Jimmy Hoffa in the dirt, uh, just overall passing a mess, and you're down by 18 against a team you could beat. In the third quarter, on the last game of the season, there's you you have to go to your backup quarterback. He hasn't, Shano hasn't done it. So my argument is. You got to get this kid out of the game. Let him watch a couple of series. Sometimes you see different things from the sideline. I can't think of a bit better scenario for Gavin Wimsat to come out of that game than on Saturday. He was not playing well. I know he knows the playbook and he's a game manager. Who cares about that stuff? We were down by 18 last game of the season. Get the kid out of there. You could ruin a kid. So my 
my opinion with that is it wouldn't work in the NFL for the sole purpose of money, right? So, like, that's why no matter what, Dak Prescott could be having the worst game of his life and he's making $40 million a year. You're not taking him out. Nobody's taking him out. College, different story. I think they okay. very well could have taken out Wimsett and went to the well and figured out, you know, who do we got behind us just in case, give, God forbid, something happens to Wimsett next year because, you know, he's going to have 15 years of fucking eligibility right. over there. Right. You know, so it's like, Let's find out what we got. I think that's more likely to happen in college than in his pros or when there's a rookie or somebody on their rookie deal a la New England Patriots right now. Mac Jones is thinking up the place. Bill Belichick's like, the fucking hell with this. They put Bailey Zappi in there. They rotate right. him in and out. You know well, what I mean? It's a yeah, well, yeah. Dak Prescott's a bad example because he's yeah, been no. in the league a while yeah, and he makes big money. But if if you're a if you're a poor man's Dak, if you're a Daniel Jones and you're three for twenty-three with with uh, two picks and you and you're down by 21. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. Like, he was he was he was pulled four games too late. You know, right. what I, mean? I agree. And, I, and, just and, come, and, I'm not saying and, because Robert Sala has this either a he's banging his mother or b you know it's like you, you figure out yeah or you figure out the fact that like all right the GM said we drafted this fucking kid that early we got right. we gotta see it out the whole way and it's like you ruined your season. Because you took and you held on to him so long. So for Rutgers to wait to the very last game of the year, knowing that the next time they take the field is a bowl game, right. there would be nothing wrong with them benching him in that game against Maryland and saying, Hey, you got the ball in that bowl game. Go, go get yes, it. He's still QB1. And, and I know they, they have a fr- here's another thing. People are like, oh, eligibility. Not true. Evan Simon's probably going to transfer. He's the backup. Played a lot last year. Played this year against Ohio State. Wimsack got his bell rung. Simon came in the game, two passes, touchdown, bang. Right. And he, he brought Wimsat in the next series. That was another thing. And Wimsat wasn't having a good game that game. You tell me how the, the acquisition of Wimsat, it happened through the portal, right? Like we got this kid. Like now, Wimsat came as a, uh, he left school early. Remember that? He left after his junior year. Right. High school, right? Yeah. So high he, school. Was, he was like eating lunch with his fucking buddies and they're like, hey, by the way, come play at Rutgers. So, for me, that's why I think when when Shiano sees a guy like Wimsat, it's like we made this kid leave school early. We can't dog him like that. You know what I mean? No, but you, and that's unfortunate for me and you. The fans on the sidelines are saying like, "What are we doing here? Take him out!" But yeah. for I'm not saying take him out and cut him and release him. I'm just no. saying, my God. Anyway, I got banned from the Scarlet Knights roundtable for all I wanted to do was get a discussion whether C. Vivian Stringer's name should be on the Rutgers basketball court. Hall of Fame coach, I get it. She won, took three teams to the Final Four. I get all that. She coached for 35 years. She also held our program a little hostage by not coaching the last four years and still being under contract. We had, for four years, our program, nobody, it was like nobody was talking. I don't know if she had health concerns. It was like, then let her step down, resign. What do you, anyway, I think she was taking us for the money at the end. I could be wrong. And she has her name plastered all over the court. And I'm like, she had success here, but like she was here a long time. They had one or two really good seasons, but I don't think she deserves to be on the court. I called four different varsity uh, basketball players for Rutgers that I know of, four of them. And I said, do you think C. Vivian Stringer deserves it? And they all said, absolutely not. It's just, And it's all over the court. Like you even see that more than you do Jersey Mike's Arena. Anyway, they banned me for that. But I was a racist. I'm like, I'm not to do with that. I'm not that. You know, what are you talking about? And then the guy actually yelled at me like, but we're going to bring you back November 30th. 
if you mark out Gavin Wimsat on that site, they, 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 you know, they kill you. Uh, now, I admit I was a little hard on Wimsat and the Rutgers football page on Facebook. Definitely a couple of people like, hey, Jimmy, you're being a little hard on the kid. I'm like, I'm not being hard on the kid. It's more about the coaching staff. Get him out of there because you're going to, I think you can ruin a player if you leave him in too long. Anyway, 100%. but Rutgers finished, uh, they were six and two. They finished six and six. They're going to a bowl game, the minimum bowl. Some teams are going at five and seven uh, this year. Um, yeah, it, it, are they are they better? Absolutely. It's just like even Rutgers, even when we have our little that first over oh, better season, do we have to go six and two and then go six and six? We haven't won since Halloween. It's past Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think now. It'll be better if these these schedules are a little bit more spread out. Well, we we got a bad schedule there with uh, That's the big saying. three, but. Right. Yeah, Maryland. Maryland smoked us. Regardless of what the score was. Would you smoked. rather? I ask you as a as a Rutgers fan. Would you rather open up against Michigan or Ohio State to to kick off your season, or would you rather get this go on a roll like you've been the last couple seasons, where they've just steamrolled teams like fucking uh, the team from Philly, uh, the Temple, or shit right. like you know what I mean? Like, would you rather that, or would you rather like go in and get tested first and then? You know what? I I'd be honest with you. That's a question. It's a great question. That's a question I think you have to ask the head coach each season. Like sometimes the head coach might say, oh, I think we're going to be better in November. Mm. Or they say, you know what? We better get him right now. Our backup stink. Guys get hurt. I don't know. But here's the weird thing about the Maryland game, though. We played Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, three top 15 teams in the country. Mm -hmm. We played them better than we did Maryland on Saturday. I find that inexcusable. All those other games were seven-point games in the fourth quarter. I don't care what football game you're watching. If you're the if, if you're the best team ever to play football and you're only up by seven at the start of the fourth quarter, something's going on there, okay? I mean, we've, we've been down 35-0 against Ohio State over the years, but not this year. Yet Maryland just drove up and down the field like they were just having their day. Anyway, enough about Rutgers. They pissed me off. Um, but I had fun with my daughter, and we stayed to the bitter end. She made me stay. Actually, that dead time, the last six minutes, we went down to the third row, sitting behind the players. I got a kick out of my daughter. was like, Dad, I follow him on Instagram, and look how big that guy is and all the different stuff. Uh, and I thought the guys on the sidelines weren't pissed off enough. That's that's why I can't sit close. It's uh, all family members there. And right. I see a guy. that One guy was, like, dancing to the music. I'm like, there's a minute and a half to go. You're down by 18 against Maryland, and you're dancing to like the Dr. Dre song coming out of the speakers. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, uh, dude, I, I I don't even like these certain teams. Like, it, I was watching the Black Friday Jets Dolphins game, and the Jet the, the Dolphins are just smoking them. And Tyler Conklin catches a first down, gets up first down. I'm like, oh, oh you I don't get it. I don't get it. Fucking points. What are we doing? No, I, I, you know what it is? Does anybody like that? Like, does anybody? I want to hear someone say, "No, Jimmy." Oh, uh, uh, maybe a twenty-two-year-old kid's like, "No, Jimmy." No, it's cool about the NFL when you're losing like by forty-five points, <laughs> and a guy gets a first down on a wheel route. Man, I love when they jump up and down. And they, how about when they get an interception down by forty and they run it all? They, they they go out of bounds, but then they run all the way back to the end zone to do this dance that they set up. What are we on TikTok? The TikTok nation hundred percent. Awful. Anyway, um, getting to my Giants. And ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Palumbo prediction is still in play. Tommy DeVito getting involved. Now, look, 
Tommy DeVito had like an Aikman game. 17 for 25, 191 yards, a TD. He used to do that all the time. Yeah, how many times was Aikman? You remember he used to have games like that? Of course, the Cowboys won like 38 to 3, but Aikman would just casually throw a few balls, hand the ball off. I couldn't, and get believe, out of it. I couldn't believe that. I was, I was watching YouTube TV yesterday, and I have like the quad thing going on. So I got three, uh, three games going plus the red zone in the right corner. And when the red zone was showing the giant game, it was simultaneous giant. I said to my buddy Greg, who was sitting next to me, I said, you know what's the worst part about watching the Giants-Patriots game? Is when they have it on two fucking screens. <laughs> right, that's brutal. I get you on that. that my, like, luck, my luck, I'll sign up for that. I'll sign up for YouTube, and it'll be like every every square will be the Cowboy game. <laughs> um, listen, I, I still think – listen, I'm so wrong. about A lot of this is tongue-in-cheek. All I know is when he rolls out and throws a ball – you know what's nice to see a giant quarterback throw the ball downfield, like over the middle, down the sideline. I think he has a strong – I know he has a stronger arm than Daniel Jones. I think Dable likes this kid. You know what I love about him? He stays in the pocket, and everybody's like, oh, you can't stay in the pocket. I'm like, oh, really? There's that guy in the Patriots used to stay in the pocket. Oh, Aikman used to stay in the pocket. Don't you – don't start. Don't. Let's name all the great quarterbacks who stay in the pocket and, and throw, okay? But also don't start like oh. – you know, Tommy DeVito sits back there like a young Tom Brady. No, no, no. But uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not comparing DeVito to those guys. What I'm saying is, stay in the pocket. You don't have to roll out. You know what happens when you roll out? Like week nine rolls out, he's knocked out of bounds, getting up slowly. Season over. Okay. Lamar, Lamar uh, although he did get belted back there, which is funny. Um, I also listen. Hey, uh, Belichick. It's over. It's over, buddy. Well, you got to go. He looks cold. He looks tired. He looks like, where's his wife? Does he have kids? Like, his kid went to Rutgers. Of course, that's why. His kid went to defensive coordinator. The guy looked like he's on coke the entire time. Yeah, it was. Should he go up to him and say, Dad, Dad, we got to get out of here. It's cold. Like, he looks old. And he also looks like, where's Carl Banks? He looks like he wants to know where the 86 job. He's been coaching since the 80s. It's 2023. I'm sorry, Belichick. And I'm not going to get into this Brady-Belichick thing. It's not what I'm saying. Belichick is an awesome NFL head coach, maybe the number one, uh, best head coach of all time, and certainly best coach in the NFL of all time with his assistant work. Mm. It's 2023. Your team stinks. Kraft looks like uh, Burl Ives. You guys look old. It's over. And when you don't beat the Giants, and they missed a 35-yard field goal. What a shitty way for the Giants. It was great. But again... You know, the other thing is, here's something about statistics. I, I don't think Thibodeau, and they say Thibodeau's having like a great season on film. Okay, but I watch the game from the couch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's weird? He's one sack shy of Micah Parsons. That's That blows me away. I feel like Parsons has four sacks a game. Micah, Micah Parsons. I say Micah. Micah. I know, it's terrible. That's great. Micah Parsons. <laughs> okay, listen. Micah Parsons, he's a cowboy. Uh, yeah. He has one less sack. Like, it just goes to show you that, uh, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just a weird thing. But everybody says he does. I, I read different articles like Thibodeau, another strong game. And I'm like, I, I didn't hear his name. Like, I guess I'm so used to Lawrence Taylor. We're like, if someone said, oh, Lawrence Taylor had a good game, that meant, A, the Giants won. B, all you saw is 56 swiping at the quarterback. Thibodeau, I don't know. You, he's got 10 and a half sacks. You go, all the way, you go all the way back to to Taylor like but I I'm I'm recency kind of guy like I, the Giants defense was dominant every week you would hear guys names like like Antonio Pierce or Justin Tuck or or, right. or, yeah. or guys like that you would hear it every week so the fact that we don't hear uh, Thibodeau's name every week I don't think necessarily 
it's weird. Defensive line stats are weird, man. It's weird, no doubt. You I, don't I, have to consider, you know, he's sack. the top he, in sacks. He's number six in yeah, the league. Saying, it's crazy. For me, I don't even look at sack numbers anymore. It's you pressure, know I mean? like, it's, it's pressure, pressure, hurries, and all that. Yeah, dude. So Thibodeau is having a good year. You know what I mean? So I, I guess build around <laughs> him, build around him. But he's not. Yeah. He's not Justin Tuck yet. He's not OCU Manure. No, he's not, he's, he's not, not Micah Parsons either, but I'm just saying. Just, either, so. It's just going to show you stats are funny. But all right, speaking of my shitty Giants, it's it's time uh, to do. Uh, now, I call it a moment with Steve. What do you call it, Dave? I call it Roman's Rundown. Okay. I met this jerk off in Austin, Texas. He came on last week, and we're going to bring him on right now to discuss uh, whatever the hell he wants. How about that? Hey, what? what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Jimmy? How are you? Steve How are you? Roman. Dave, what's up? Steve Roman here getting involved from Long Island. All right. What's going on, man? How you doing? How was your weekend? Good, good. Everything was good. Um, wanted to bring up real quick, Turd Duncan. Has <laughs> anybody tried a Turd Duncan? I never no. have. You fucking losers. <laughs> you disgusting Wait, mutants. You nice. forgot about mentioning Landon Collins. Another good ball player week after week that was mentioned. You know, good giant ball player. And also, I wanted to jump in. I can't figure out when they were talking about Thibodeau and his successes this year. I couldn't figure it out. I know Jimmy's comparing it to Mickey Parkins or who or Parkin or his father had a blast from Seatown. Luella Parsons. Jimmy Luella was Parsons? on his patch. The patch went to his head. He was looking for a helicopter <laughs> with a cowboy hat. And Mickey Parsons came down. So let's at least get it right if we're going to make an analogy. I a actually, great player. I have, like a that. I have a question there, Steve. Did you get your logo blown up and put it behind you? Is that a thing? I, I did, bro. Wow. Oh, Look at this my, guy. I did. Before. I figured, Jimmy, this backwards. would be it. I figured as soon as Jimmy saw that based on the opening, Steve, you piece of shit, thanks for coming out, and we'll never see you again. It's back. I mean, it's backwards, but whatever. It's, it's, first of all, first of all, Steve, the fact oh, that you shit. open up the again, show, again. <laughs> you opened up the show as if like uh, uh, with the turducken. Uh, clearly, if you look at the three heads across the screen right now, if there was, we were on Jeopardy, and someone said, "Which guy here uh, has had a turducken?" That's not your first day at the rodeo, right there. Um, but uh, <laughs> I do want to tell you guys, honestly absolutely outrageous i highly recommend it i got a cajun style stuffed duncan um i would definitely try it next year if we're together which we won't be i'll send you guys one we could you could split it and then run a show you know what's funny? You, know. you know what's funny about this is, is that like when people are like oh try it next year people forget like I understand turkey, that turkey is the delicacy for for Thanksgiving. He's gonna go kill his dog now. <laughs> hey Steve, don't. don't if you're, if you're had, bad news when the dog wants out. Have you ever had like cat dogucking? You're not gonna eat your cat that was, dog. Listen, that was in Austin. We didn't even discuss that. No. I had the boar, the boar's head ribs out there. No, oh, wow. they were very very good. But back to the turd Duncan, right, Dave? You don't have to. Be at this part of the year, you could wait a few right. weeks. Like I told my mom, I told my stepmom, I was like, "You don't understand how good the stuffing was two days later. Like you have no idea oh, how good it was." She goes, "Oh, okay, I'll just make it for you." And I was like, "Yeah, you can have stuffing anytime. Like it doesn't. Yeah, you're not locked into that period. period. So mm -hmm. true. Such a good point. All I but know yeah. is stovetop stuffing in the box covers the spread every time. Bro, every, oh. every, 
Jimmy, Jimmy, this is a serious conversation oh, here. Oh, yes, it because, is. Because the looks I would get when I said that. Jimmy to- probably puts the patch on the stuffing <laughs> to enhance it. I mean, you cannot make the stuffing from a stovetop box. To it doesn't work. No, there's, all you- the, there's all these Italian styles and all these styles. I get it. But stovetop is 12 and 4 every year with 11 rings. The stove, the stove, you know what? It should be. You know what? Tom Brady should sponsor stovetop. I got crushed. Saying that stovetop was a good thing. Same thing with, and th- th- this I might get completely brutalized here. Back in my day, when I was a kid, and my mom just didn't want to cook, like she cooked, but like it was always prepped, like stovetop stuffing, Idaho mashed potatoes. Oh, forget oh, about oh, it. The oh, best, wow, the flakes, the best. amazing. Not even the flakes. It was a, pow- I think it was a powder. But my 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 cousin my cousin used to use the 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 the, the all right a potato box. It's the best. First of all, first of all, I believe if you eat something every day, it's no good. Like Steve, I know you eat a lot every day. But bottom line is, this, anytime you eat, the, the best foods are the ones that I, I would advertise it as. There are there is nothing organic in here. There is nothing healthy in here. That's the good stuff. Long you don't eat it every day. What do we have stuffing once a year for Christ's sake? And you come in there, you get the stovetop in the box, you add a little water, mix it up. Oh, it's the best. You can't be. It's like Duncan Hines Day. I thought I was alone. I thought I was alone. That's great. Oh, no, no. Wow. That's like dainty more beef stew, the stuff in a can. Oh, it's oh, like the steakum, steak sandwich. Steak right, em. right. Absolutely yes. no meat in this product. No, yes. they're now I making them Angus steakums. Oh. Uh, Angus who? I was like, wow, that's whatever. Whenever you're in White Castle, sometimes you'll, you'll see there's always a little sign in the corner like, we use 100% USRDAV. <laughs> no. No, the you signs do- that say, we use 100%. We don't know what this is, but enjoy it. It's delicious. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, so what did you think of the Giant game? It's really uh, absolutely terrible. I mean, you look at the whole entire breakdown of the – offense and the defense even working together. Now we spoke last week about Wink Martindale and Debal and a lot of the antics going around on the sidelines, player bantering one another live during the games. Now there was an article that came out in the post. I don't know if you guys saw it that Wink Martindale and Debal are not getting along at all. Right. Yeah, but did you see Dayball's comment to that? They made up. Yeah, they made it. He gave him the game ball. Right? Not even that. He said that he said the only disagreement or only argument that those two have are who gets the last slice of pizza. So, like, he I, made a joke of it. And, like, I, he's kind of, you know, I got an interesting What uh, else is he going to do? I got what an else interesting is he thing. Do? The only thing is, look, let's make fun. We're both fat. We're fighting over the last slice of pizza. Maybe they'll throw us a million dollars for Papa John's. Shaq will bring them in for a I, quick I got break. an interesting scenario. What do you guys think? You know, Dable is. The only team he's really tight with is really the Patriots. He was there a long time as assistant. He's tight with Kraft. He's tight with Belichick. He's tight with that whole organization. You think it's possible if, say, Belichick retires this year or maybe next year, that Dable just you know walks into John Mayer's office and says, "Hey, man, uh, Kraft called. Uh, give him a draft pick. I'm going to go." I, I could totally see him coaching the Patriots, leaving the Giants. I could. Can I ask you a question? How many people other than Bill Belichick have come out of that organization to coach in the NFL and had success? They all suck. There's not one coach that we could go through the list, right? Judge, right? Uh, uh, New England product, absolutely awful. D-ball, another product. By the way, Judge is assistant head coach. 
But uh, but Dayball, you know, his success comes from Buffalo right now. He was a hell of an offensive right. coordinator over there with Josh Allen and them. So there was success there. The only one I can say is a multi-time failure is Josh McDaniels trying to head coach anywhere else. He's yeah, he's, he he's really coach. bad. Yeah, he's I mean, you look, but but overall, the percentage of coaches that I mean, you look at Belichick's kid on the sideline with the mullet. His manner, he watches his father spit, he spits. I mean, you talk about a kid that, no, I mean, he goes like this with his hands on. He's doing the same thing. The players want nothing to do with Belichick's kid or I think Belichick anymore. He's run his run. He should have left with Brady, taken his millions and everything else, found out the number to Kraft's whore over there in Florida, (laughs) figured out how he could get in and out for a good time, and leave. I don't know what what Belichick's wife looks like. His son could be his wife for all I know. I don't know. It's a weird, <laughs> weird looking kid. Well, all right, Steve-O. Our Giants stink. Uh, our Knicks. Uh, How about they, that Nick game, fellas? Great comeback against the yeah, Heat. Yeah, and of course, last night Great they last got night, beat yeah. at the buzzer. Well, although, although Brunson's game time almost went in. Did you see that? Yeah, he, he looked Ooh. good the last couple nights. Is He's there any player. truth, guys, quickly to um jimmy butler being michael jordan's illegitimate son is there any i didn't hear come on you didn't hear it because i did not hear this you didn't hear me jimmy help me out at all dave it's a hell of a conspiracy theory um that's been going around the world and and around the interwebs the last couple years i mean look here's the thing look at their pictures first of all they're very similar looking also the fact that um he talks about his dad walking out on him at birth and never to be like so apparently it's only coming to fruition now because there might have been an agreement between jimmy butler's mother and michael jordan that's like expired and now now she can come out and like hey by the way you know so it's i don't know it's it, it was a funny thing for a little while it caught steam for a little while um but is there legitimacy i say there's a percentage i don't know what percentage but i think there's some some kind of validity to it right i mean I think Why it's not? like he I said, have no idea. you put I mean, all you know. his kids together, who actually his wife, his first wife, and then you look at his illegitimate son. It's like Dave said, they look exactly alike. Their game is similar. Their mannerisms are similar. You look now, you don't know if you're being sucked into a cult and you're like, oh my God, is this real? <laughs> is Jimmy Butler out of the league now? No, no. no. Are you Come kidding on. me? This guy right. lit it well, up last year I, in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, but I thought he's been playing like 10 years though, right? Yeah, Jimmy Butler's probably in the so league. So 10 years into your NBA career, this is coming up now? Last two years, it's been circulating a little bit. Uh, you know, so know. it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, listen, I don't I, listen. Most NBA players are very faithful to their wives. Well, we know this. We and <laughs> yes, <laughs> the NFL as well. They like yeah, to take them into the elevator. Gentlemen. A la Ray Rice, have a nice conversation Honestly. and then drag you out. Of all, like, I think it's possible to me that, like, uh, you know, um, uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James should be like, I don't know, like, I don't know, Adam and Eve. I mean, like, you know, they, they should, uh, each one of them should have about 90 kids, if you ask me. I, uh, uh, but yeah, is it possible Jordan running around the 80s there with the Bruins? Uh, but no, see, Butler would be how old he's 20. This would have to be like this was during the aging Michael Jordan days. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. That was around the time he was sort of done with his wife, too. Maybe some he... chick threw him a slider that didn't slide and you know went off the pesky pole. And here comes Jimmy <laughs> Butler. So yeah, I don't know. I have not read that. Wrong. That's that's crazy to me. Yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know. Well, maybe it's true. 
All right, the Knicks, of course, I get all excited. Then they lose at the buzzer. Tough game. Um, and uh, that's it. All right, Steve, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Same to you guys. I did want to say real quick, Dave has some real life advice he was looking for at the end of the show. I don't know. He was asking you, Jimmy, for some real life advice. I would right. like to hear this as, um, as right. Dave is. Well, you, well, have- you know what? You, you could stay on right now because – uh, what we're going to do now, of course, I know, especially we did George Brett, and he had trouble with his cornhole in the World Series in 1980. We are at com. That's right. Cornholelevel.com. Now, kids scoring at home, I got my cornhole level right here at Shea. You hook it right on your cornhole, and you get the board balance right. It's got a little leveler in the middle. You figure it out, and it gets your cornhole level level it's perfect gift for the holidays start now order them now they're 1995 20 percent off the entire order if you type in jp show the code these things work on all cornhole board. they're awesome uh steve you don't look like the kind of guy who appreciates a, a, a you know a bent cornhole uh, mm. go check these things out cornhole level.com my buddy mike caprio check them out they're awesome and of course cornhole level.com sponsors the most important list better than letterman's top 10 is the Jimmy Palumbo stinks list. And you know what? For some reason, I couldn't – this stinks list is, uh, is just a little odd to me because I have the Miami Dolphins is good. The Buffalo Bills is average. The Jets stink. The Patriots really stink. I have the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, 9-3 and three is 9-3 and three as being very good here at Shea. Steelers, average. Cleveland Browns, average. The Bengals stink. Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars I thought about giving them the VG. But I'm leaving them at good for another week. The uh, the Colts, average. Texans, average. And the Titans, they stink. I'm going to keep the Kansas City Chiefs at good. I'm going to keep the – I'm going to upgrade the Broncos to good now. Everybody was ripping on that head coach. No one's at crickets now. And, of course, the Raiders and Chargers stink. Um, we got the NFC East. Now, I know Dave has been waiting at – waiting to see where am I going to put his – Beloved Dallas Cowboys. And I have the Philadelphia. We just never, ever lose. Uh, they're still very good at 10-1. And I have decided to put the Dallas Cowboys in the VG list by their performance lately. I still think the Cowboys, even though I can't stand them, they are they got talent on offense at wide receiver. And in playoff games, wide receivers are critical. Way more important than a running back. They're just open on every play. Lamb and the other guy, Combs, whoever his name is. Now, in bigger news, because the Giants have a bye this week, I have decided because of that awesome Tommy DeVito and the Giants offense, which who they lit it up with a 10-7 win, I am putting the Giants at average at 4-8. and eight. Here's why. With the bye week, that's two weeks of average, and I'm sure it'll come crashing down. But I know Dave all of a sudden is gonna he's been purchasing giant shirts, giant hats, and why? Because the Giants play the Philadelphia Eagles twice in four weeks. So you will be rooting for the Giants. I'm, you, I'm sure you're gonna go to the games. Gonna, you gotta wear a DeVito shirt. Um, so the Giants are average, but that's a little bit of a asterisk there. And uh, commanders stink. Um Detroit Lions, I still have him at good. I don't know. Vikings average. Packers average. I thought about bringing him back to stinks, but I didn't. Chicago Bears stink. Uh, the whole NFC South, Falcons, Saints, Buccaneers, Panthers, that whole division, that's got to be the worst. They all stink. 
Uh, NFC West, 49ers, very good. Seahawks, average. Rams, stink. And the Arizona Cardinals have always stunk. So it's 14 stinks, nine average, five goods, and four very goods, which is an all-time high. We'll see how this shapes out. That's it. My NFL stinks list sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. All right. Um, of course, uh, we this week um, I took my Christmas stuff down. Now, now, Dave, I, I guess I'll leave you on here, Steve, because only eight people are tuning in here. Um, <laughs> Howard Dolphin's not as good as the Cowboys. Uh, well. Uh, Good question, but too many weird games with the Dolphins. I- I'll check back in with the Dolphins again. Don't worry about that. Um, the uh, my buddy Mike Shecky Lawler over there. Uh, I took the Christmas stuff down. Okay, now Dave, I know you go through this with the kids, bringing the Christmas stuff down. The kids are running around; they love the whole thing. Now, when my daughter was two, now I don't know if you did this. I went out and bought a shitty train set, one of those big one. It's called a G gauge track. Cheap, probably cost me $35. I put it together at a buddy's house just to see if I knew how to do it. All plastic with a little battery-operated train going around. And in the morning, after my daughter went to bed, I set it up in the morning. So when she came down the steps, it was a Norman Rockwell moment. I had the train going around with the all aboard, the whole thing. This is a $5 train set. So every year, I set it up. And you know, uh, my ex used to hate it. I'm like, no, this is a, this is a ritual that we put up. Now, listen, this train set's a little long in the tooth. There's no doubt about it, right? <laughs> so now I try to set it up, but I'm in a new condo now, and the train track is not quite. It, it's the area is not really big enough for the track, and I'm like, what am I going to do? So I spent a two hours on the phone. Have you ever been on a phone with a guy, a hobby shop? Okay that specializes in those like awesome train sets. And you're on the line saying, do you sell shitty train tracks plastic <laughs> on a set that was bought 13 years ago for $49.99 at Walmart mm. in a smaller circle? I had guys calling me up saying, you can't do it again. Go back, 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 back and forth, back and forth. So what did I do? I ordered a shitty train set for $30 from Walmart to be delivered on Saturday. And if it, if it fits the train, we got a new train. It's it's going to be smaller. That's what I did. I had the Bing Crosby music going on because whenever my dad put the Bing Crosby albums out, he brought them down in a box. That meant Christmas time. So Christmas started for me on Friday with all that. Um, I want to give a shout out to my and that story is only funny to me, but it's okay. The I want to give a shout out to uh, my sister on Thanksgiving. She truly broke her ass. Everything was, I mean, you don't realize she had family coming over. She actually worked on a week and she had the bird. She had the stuffing. She had all the traditional Thanksgiving. Like I think for you guineas out there, it's one day. Okay. One day. You just have to play like you're from Iowa. That's all. One day. You can have galamad, pinuli nuts, all this different stuff all week long, and scungeel and all this, the shviadels and basta shots. But one day, you just have the tradition. It's an American holiday. Serve the American food. No one needs to have all this Italian shit, uh, you know, like seven fish kind of crap before. Just serve a regular shit and watch football and drink beer and get drunk. That's what this holiday is. You give thanks. You have turkey, stovetop box stuffing for threes. Got it. And we're tired of anyone. And that's what you do. My my sister did a great job, though she made 
she did make her homemade stuffing, which was delicious, which was a, which was a recipe from my brother-in-law's uh, passed away brother, which was cool. Um, but listen, nothing's better than going to your sister's house by yourself and with your nephews drinking and ball breaking on every single move your sister makes. That's the greatest. That to me was the real sporting event. I just was busting her balls the whole time, but my sister did break her ass and, uh, Big shout out to my nephew, Jimbo, who just spends thousands on Nick tickets because he thinks he's loaded now. He'll be broke someday, and I'll be abusing him when that happens. All I want is from my nephews to get fat. I can't, I'm going to live long enough that my aging nephew will come in with a little belly on him, little maybe two kids, fat bastard, losing his hair. I remember all those days. Um, but also at the Rutgers game, we cannot forget Janine Michaud getting involved here at the game. You took that picture, Jaybird. Uh that I posted on Facebook of me and Natalie. Um, first of all, the fact that I call her Jay Bird from John Sterling, calling Jay Johnstone. That might be the second funniest thing I've ever said on the show. She, all I got to do is say Jay Bird and she turns around. That's just, I don't know if anybody calls her Jay Bird, um, but I do. Janine. But anyway, of course, she is the co-owner of Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732326. Eyes. All right, look at Dave Sturgill, right? Perfect bounce pass, lazing <laughs> up it in. Steve's looking at me like I'm an oil painting. It's owned by Craig and Jeanine Michaud. Of course, she added all her nephews at the game as well. Uh, it's family-owned. Go check out this place. They're licensed opticians. When you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk-off. Uh, they'll take care of you. They put the, They make sure everything fits. They know everything is going on. It's awesome. It's a local place down by the train station at Woodbridge, New Jersey. They got everything, including... Ray-Ban coach, Ralph Lauren, Steve's dogs barking, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause Light, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley shops there with his kids. Um, go check it out. It's the greatest place. $100 off a complete pair of glasses. They got progressives going on, which Craig wants me to get progressives now, so I'll be doing all kinds of I thought he wanted to have like Progresso soup or something. I was ready to eat soup. They no progressive glasses. I'm like, all right. So check them out. They're like in the business for 20 years. They're awesome. They're open five days a week. Now, Dave, why are they uh what day are they closed, Dave? <clears throat> Wednesdays and Sundays. Right. Why are they closed Wednesdays, Dave? Uh, you know, because you guys, you know, get together and lose a bunch of games of softball. <laughs> uh, yeah. And on Sunday, why are they? Uh, I mean, that's an obvious one. They're, they're closed on Sunday so you can watch the Italian hero himself, Tommy DeVito. That's it. And I know Jay Bird loves DeVito. Um, so that's it. Absolute eyewear getting involved now on a, a cool thing. And we'll get All to right, Dave's. Uh, Janine's saying you're getting your glasses received shortly. Huh? Look at that. I'm making you a pair now. Look at that. I'm getting a little Christmas gift from Jaybird for free. In and out. Um, the, uh, uh, I, I'm actually leaving right after this show. That's why we're doing, by the way, we're doing the show uh, on Mondays because I'm, I booked a commercial. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I can't really say the name of the commercial yet. I want to make sure it's shot first to find out more about it. But I think if this thing turns out the way I think it might, I'm about to make a bold statement, Dave. This might be my top five funniest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I can't explain it. Uh, it just might be something that it, you, the, the, the material you will have, and you'll be able to you'll be able to run Chop Sports Media for another fifteen years if this thing goes the way I think it is. It'll just be, it'll be, it'll be part of the show. I have no doubt about it. We'll see though. I don't know. I can't. I don't want to count my chickens, but I'm thrilled to death. It's uh, bookings are hard. 
I was telling my daughter the other day, like every time daddy books something, it's to be cherished. I've been acting now for 34 years and uh, even doing this stupid show when I get a new sponsor, it's, it's all. And I have told you, Dave, this, like any booking, I know sometimes you do those wrestling things or those crazy events and you're like, Oh shit, I got to go down. I'm like, Dave, somebody asked you to do something for money. Mm-hmm. In something that you love to do, <laughs> I don't care if they pay you four dollars. You got it. It's like it's it, they're hard to book. There's other talented people out there, um, except for what Steve does. That's a dime it does. I can get fifty guys in here to do what you do, Steve. <laughs> but the uh, that's not true. I love you, Steve. But I got this commercial shooting in Philly. Should be fun. And of course, uh, Pine Tar Bar and Grill, one twenty one South Main Street, Forkin River, New Jersey, six zero nine four eight nine four two eight six. Big Steeler fan, go down there, talk to Tommy Plinio. It is the best sports bar in New Jersey. I've been there; it's awesome. <clears throat> We're probably going to go for the playoffs again, even though well, the Giants are going to definitely nine and eight. They're going to back in, <laughs> and uh, also Lisa Ruane. Uh, therapy 201-725-1251. If you're feeling down and out, you don't feel so good, you got some issues at home, please give her a call. She'll help you, guide you, do what you got to do. And uh, she's good people. She knows what's going on. Now, Dave, you said that you had some advice that you needed. Yeah. So uh, let's hear this. This applies to both of you, I guess. A father, younger kids right. you know, who are now into their teens or getting to the teens, right? So clearly next week, Steve, uh, be sure to check back with the show because you will be co-hosting. I will not be around. The reason why I won't be around is because on Friday, as Jimmy would say, Friday, Friday night around 7 o'clock p.m., we're getting in the family truckster, and we are driving to Disney World. Oh, dude, they Ooh. got planes now that fly yeah. to Orlando. Ooh. You know what? You know what's oh, oh, with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. What am I getting myself into and how? Okay, well, oh my God. First of all, first of all, first of all, you you are such not a part of this because your wife's going to have all kinds of little juice boxes and candy and fruits and all that. You're you're nothing but a driving whore. That's all you're going to do is drive. (laughs) That's all you're going to do. But I got to tell you, if you fly though, now we're saying fly, right? We've done the fly thing. We've done the fly. But you know what? Flying could could backfire backfire on it because flying is the only. It's a four-hour experience. You know, you got a flight. You got to get there. But that, in that four hours can be a playoff game for kids. Like, on the plane, you're like, you know, Miles just wants to talk it over on the flight. Your ears hurt. Like, you know, your daughter probably be okay. So that could be the worst four hours of your life. Whereas when you drive, the kids don't, they not realize the first, oh, Christ, what, six hours that, like, you're going to be, now it's just you, your wife, and the two kids. Or you got Uh-huh. So, again, this this also goes behind the 7 p.m. departure. Hopefully the kids sleep through the night as we're driving. And You're driving straight through? Straight through, yeah. I mean, it's 7 p.m. We'll probably get there around 12, 1 o'clock the next day. Is that how five? 20 hours, right? Yeah, it's like 18 to 20 hours. If I'm driving, it's 18. If she's driving, it's 24. (laughs) Uh, That's a long run. Well, listen, first of all, you got to go down to Disney. It, I mean, we've done are, it already. We've done it already. I know you have. I know you have. But now Miles, now Miles, ah, is, uh, you know, Miles. Miles could be a problem. Listen, I love that little bastard, the little linebacker. But he he could be a problem for you because your daughter's going to get caught up in all the. But Miles is going to buy into it for about I don't know about 
hour and a half once you're there inside the they almost start to feel he's he, little kids, two-year-olds sometimes just want to talk it over. They need to teach. <laughs> yeah, by the way, do not blow a timeout early when you when you get you gotta tell your wife, no, no, hold the timeouts because you're gonna need like eight of them with a minute to go where Miles just wants gonna become ornery. He wants to talk it over. He wants to go check out the goldfish back at the shitty hotel they have in the, in the pond and all that stuff. What hotel are you staying at? Oh, dude, I don't know. She booked everything. Um, you do nothing. You just did I do, no, I do nothing. I, you know uh, what she's gonna say to you? I could, I could, I could have called you Uber to take us down. Like that's I, all. Yeah. You, um, and you're, ta- you're taking that big truck that gets four miles to the gallon. Yeah, we're taking the the new uh, Chevy Traverse. It's not bad actually. No, it's but not, it's not a it's not a flat. It's not a pickup truck though. No, no, no. It's a, a massive SUV with a third row, and like we got room. Trust me, there's room. I just. You know. Okay, and first of all, Janine just came in. Don't get too excited when you see the "Welcome to Florida" sign. Okay, I did that once. My le- I drove down there, and we we were in my frat. We all jumped out of the car. We were like, "Hey!" I didn't know where it was. Uh, or like, where the hell we were going? We're going to Fort Lauderdale. I'm Another five down, hours. And I realized, oh my god, technically we're in Delaware. According this to is me, hilarious. I could just imagine myself. Like, we made. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep driving for another four or five hours. But your kids, so your kids may fall asleep probably by nine o'clock, two hours in, right? Sure. And honestly, I, you know, I'm hoping they're like spent by the time we we're going to load up on dinner. You know what I mean? Get them real tired and stuffed. And then hopefully. They what time do they wake up in the morning? 6 a.m., 7 a.m.? Uh, 6 37, sometimes later than that yeah, if we yeah. don't bother them. There but again, this is the car. This isn't the bed. You know what I mean? So it's, it's right. a whole other ball game. Um, oh, I can't wait. I want a full, no. uh, what, you know, the South think? Carolina songs, uh, uh, signs, Pedro says, Pedro, yeah. you know, the fireworks all, all going through. South just, Carolina. Uh, you know what? You know what? You have to stop and get fireworks just for say you did it over the back. I mean, we want to do the South of the border thing, but by the time we get there, I think it's going to be like three in the morning. So it ain't nothing going to be open. So uh, nah. well, listen, I think the goal is a waffle house at the very least. Oh, waffle oh, yeah. house. Yeah, your kids will love that. Your kids will love the Waffle House. Yeah, listen, the bottom line is first of all, I I feel bad for your kids, but I actually feel bad for me because now I got to do this show with Steve next week. (laughs) Um, But uh, uh, I will do that with you, Steve. And um, uh, I guess I'll have to, I'll be, (laughs) you're going to be a backup quarterback. You're going to be like two for seven for about (laughs) eight yards, as Jimmy Palumbo is called on. The pressure's getting to him here. He's got 27 (laughs) carries, 181 yards. you're going to have a blast, man. By the way, just please, I know I'm about to say something stupid. Be careful on the road, man. I know you guys are driving through the night. You guys are beat. You're working. You're white. Like, don't, yeah. dude, you get that shitty head bob feeling. Go to a hotel, man. It's not yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, we're not, there's no like, the goal is to be at some kind of, at our resort by like Saturday night. So if it's like, you know, if, yeah, we're, if you if feel we're, like shit, or you, you know, yeah. And also, though, it sucks for you is you'll probably drive the first leg or you make your wife do that. I think I'm probably going to do the first leg because I can I still got the energy and she sleeps like a fucking like she's yeah, more you know what you got. You know, better. just please watch and I'm no disrespect to your wife. But like when she gets behind the wheel, it's probably going to be two o'clock in the morning. Right. Maybe you're driving maybe. first six, seven, whatever, three in the morning, whatever the hell it is. And you're going to want to doze off. But like she's alone. Get- you know, so, yeah, it's almost know, like so, that car gets quiet. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. First, I can't sleep when she's driving because she's one of those like break happy people. Right. Okay, but just <laughs> be careful of that. No, yeah, I'm not going to uh, be able to sleep. You know, so, they, what, right now, off of 95, they got those shitty hotels now. Even if you go there for six hours for 110 bucks, 
Um, there's an app called Hotel Tonight. Do you know about that app? I don't know. It sounds... sounds well, it, it sounds what good. it is is once you get into an area and you're tired, you go on this app and you type in, somehow find out the oh, area. Eight love tubs. Right? And it shows you like what hotels, what regular hotels that realize the night's almost over. So mm-hmm. we normally charge 200. We'll put it up for 90 bucks to oh, see okay. if we get someone come in to check that out. Okay. But uh, first of all, your kids are going to have a blast. Uh, well, your daughter's going to have a bill blast. I, I think your son's going to want to... Your son's you gonna, too. You're gonna go to the Star Wars thing and all that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it all. They also have like this thing. I, I'm, I'm just realizing this now and being told now because remember when we went originally, Stella was two and a half miles was like brand new, like brand new. So he doesn't know shit, and Stella was enjoying the shit out of it. And yeah. So now Stella's gonna enjoy the shit out of it again, and Miles is gonna be a little bit of a, a of a runt. But you know, if I think back to when Stella was his age. She enjoyed it, you know what did, I mean. We got did, to- um, well, first right. of all, Stella still buys into the like the 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 mermaids are real and all that, right? Like the the princesses. She's watching, she she's watching right now. Why would you do that? <laughs> no, no she's not. No, no, I'm just saying. Uh, she, is home, she is home a little bit under the weather, so we're also trying to battle that shit and try to get her back up and up to speed. But what be- I'm saying is, like, she <laughs> when, when Snow White comes up to her, Stella still oh, it thinks it's Snow oh, White. Oh yeah. I went at the age with my daughter, and she just. Li- her face, she got real shy. She literally, and I'm sure Stella does it with you because you're a big, big guy. She literally is happy to see it, but they also like crawl underneath your leg a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. Daddy, this is cool, but like, I'm gonna watch this from behind your leg and not. I don't. I don't know if I'm buying into this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're gonna be like, "This chick's hot playing Cinderella." <laughs> and then, by the way, you'll start to rate Jasmine. Jasmine, <laughs> come here. Hey, you know, by the end. By the end of the trip, because you see different Cinderellas and Snow Whites, you, you, you become completely like an analyst. I'll tell you what, that first Jasmine on Saturday night, she lit it up. But you know what? The Monday Jasmine, I don't know. They lost their weight requirements here in Shea. I don't know. She just she rambles inside the Miami Five. I don't know. Jasmine's packing a little extra poundage here in the holiday was, season. Yeah, there was a Cinderella there. We were eating dinner, and she kept on coming to the table. She was so hot. Was, my sister was there too. She was so hot that I wanted to go. Like, hey, you gotta, you can't do this. You gotta get away. I was, I was, I was tipping her to go away. I try to have a vacation and I'm not vacation. And you're just like you're dropping twenty seven on me right here. I was like, this is girl your is dad. Is it your dad? And like, is that your dad? I was like, like oh yeah, my god. I was like, right. <laughs> I know. I was like, ah. <laughs> but it's like, oh my god. I appreciate the ones that weren't that. And then you know what they do too? I guess they have all kinds of age age uh, description. They can't do some of the Cinderella's. It's like, hey, uh, Cindy, uh, just saying, you, you know, you look like you're going five and a third, scattering 11 hits here. Like, maybe, hey, I Cinderella, mean, uh, how was Walt Disney in real life? <laughs> Did you actually eat with Walt Disney while he came to visit with his family? No, there's some veterans and entertainers in there. You're like, oh, maybe, yeah, that, I would, I would be so good at that job. I'll be like, <laughs> I would just get baseball cards and who I thought the girl was like now. You know what I mean? I'm aging LeBron. Carney uh, Lansford. There you go. Carney Lansford. That's what you get. Imagine that. Oh, they gave me a Carney Lansford card. I got to I gotta quit now. But uh, anyway, you're going to have a – that's a rough trip, though, bro. That's a rough one. You'll be all right. You know what? God's you know what it is? You, you got to do. You got to hold it against them a little bit. Like, hey, guys, we're going to Disney World. If you misbehave, they'll close the part. You got to use all those BS lines. <laughs> Stella's gonna. Well, she's still, 
she's not uh, old enough to get all that stuff. Smarter, smarter than the average bear, that's for sure. I know, but Miles is going to be like, they're going to close the park? Like, no way. <laughs> and Stella's going to be like having a scotch and soda with a cigarette going, Miles, don't worry about it. Just let Daddy drive. Daddy's park. full of shit. It's good. We got it's locked up. We all closed the park. Cinderella works for me now. <laughs> the question I have is when you when you get to Epcot, how many beers are you going to have while you're walking around? I'm drinking around the fucking world when I get over there. Dude, Even no- at the hotel, when you check into the hotel, Stella's uh, going to be like, that's my father's uh, my, third my bourbon. Deal, my deal with her was, because she, you know, again, she scouted it out every day. We're going to go to this park on this day and this park on this day. It's a whole plan, right? So I said, just do me a favor, leave Sunday as the leisure day, as the day. Oh, to- my God. Are you kidding me? Are you? Why did you bring this up now? This, this podcast is going to be another 45 minutes. You're taking, you're going to Disney with I, your fit. Fa- what time do the Cowboys play? You're not even letting me finish. The Cowboys play this Thursday night. They're not. Even oh, okay. You're good. Day. You're good. So you don't have to watch. I'm not saying watch the fucking things all day. I'm saying like, just, we got a week ahead. That's about to be a, a, a track meet. Give daddy a break after after that. No, you got your kids to Disney World. You don't fucking watch the NFL games when your team plays on Thursday. They got ESPN on your app, your phones. Are you kidding me? You you are such a jerk off. All my fans, all 11 of them on here, totally agree with me. You take your kids to Disney World. Where's daddy at the hotel bar watching a Raven game? Are you with Cinderella? Yeah, my with Cinderella. I'm trying to kick me. I'm trying to kick game to Cinderella and fucking and Snow White. You don't need to watch these games. You just get the hey. score. To, I'll text you if Philly's winning, whatever the hell's going on. Oh, I'll my make God. sure my bookie, uh, my bookie Goofy. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I have to get your wife's phone number. She, does, your, does your wife listen to these shows? <laughs> oh, my God. Watch the clips that I make that I find funny. Oh, my God. What a, what, what, yeah, you're going to Disney World with your four yeah. and two-year-old. These are precious moments. These I'm are all good. When you're, when you're 58 years old, you're going to look back and go i remember back in the day especially i was able to watch that fucking charger game what are you talking about oh my god i uh, that's the I worst fucking said anything you should have said you're gonna be watching football in now i don't no. listen take your phone out when you're at the shitty uh, uh zoo with the orca and the mamu running around and you just watch the game on your phone you don't have to sit i'm not saying it's gonna be an all-day extravaganza i'm just saying like if it's supposed to be last time i checked in the 80s so it's gonna be nice out and there's a fucking hotel pool you're checking the weather report to watch the oh my god you are a complete Jerk off. I love you. You're going to have a good time. But I uh, I wish Gucci was on this call. Oh, my All right, God. Now, it's actually going to be fucking cloudy now. Uh, it's going to be cloudy. I, listen, I'm praying. At this point, I'm rooting for rain on your day off. No, I hope, I hope it's bright and sunny and the kids are going to be like, Daddy, Daddy, do we really have to watch this game? And then when do the Knicks play on Sunday? The Knicks Heat game on Sunday? Forget about it. If they're if they're in Miami, I might go to the game. Oh my god! Orlando Magic here against the Knicks. You imagine? Where did Daddy go? Oh, he just went to the Magic game. Six hours south to Miami. Dude, wait a minute. Hold on. What if they're playing the the show? Went on long, but I'm glad it did. I this is unbelievable. I can't wait. First of all, I know you're gonna send pictures online and on Instagram. I'm just Uh, checking the schedule here. See if they. Oh my god! Went the Knicks play Sunday. No, I was just seeing yeah. if they played uh, the Magic. <laughs> the, play that game. the only game you're allowed to watch is the who plays Sunday night. That's the only game you can watch. Your kids what? will be shark shit by then. What? And you'll be hanging out. Who plays Sunday night at 8 o'clock? 
next that's, week? Yeah. I don't, well, I don't yeah. know off the top of my head, but that's the game you can watch. Oh, thanks. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Could you, and thank God they're not playing in Europe. You'd be like, well, honey, we got to get up at 8 30 a.m. to watch, you know. I'll go, I'll go to Epcot, drink around the world, watch oh, the game. My God. My <laughs> God. Well, listen, drive safe. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, I got to ex. Um, you, you know what? Set the show up. Uh, we got you got to set the show up for me uh, before you oh, leave. Oh, do I? Yeah. I don't know how to do all I that. Can, we'll have Steve on. Uh, Steve, you'll come on uh, at a certain point. Maybe I'll start the show by myself, mocking out David. By the way, if anything funny happens, you have to report to me because I. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Tuesday. I'm assuming you're going to do it normal time Tuesday at eleven. Yeah, Tuesday right? at one. Tuesday at one. Uh, as I meant Tuesday at one. So if there are any by chance that there's a chance that I'm walking around the park, you send me the link. I'll jump in and I'll, I'll tune oh, in. We'll with, do that. We'll do so. I'll, we'll try I'll, to do that. Well, actually, you know what? I'm saying I'll try to do that. It's something you have to do. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, but if you could also please uh, send me uh, send me a few texts of any like funny. Uh, yeah, I will. We'll, I will. Uh, we'll have fun with that. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I score with Jasmine or Cinderella. Uh, yeah, Jasmine, at least the picture. Talking. Yeah. yeah, maybe you know what? I actually every Jasmine there, everybody's gonna say is Michael Jordan's kid. I will uh pull up with a quick three, open it up three, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Uh, I gotta go find out about this Jimmy Butler shit. See That's it. Uh thanks for coming on, Steve. And uh Dave, have a good time in Florida. Please drive safe, have fun oh, with the kids, and um uh that's it. I'll see you guys next All week. All right, fellas, take a special Thank guest. Thank you. Dave, safe you, trip. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about the turd Duncan. Where have you come from? Where have you gone? How long has it been, honey? Since you've been home.